Welcome back, everybody, to another Geek Network special. We have a special episode today, hence the special, but we're going to be talking about Evil Dead Rise. We have a very special guest, but first I'm going to introduce the usuals, um, starting with my Robin to my Batman. Hi, Daniel. Oh, I'm the sidekick? No, just kidding. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> hey, I, I, I open I dealer's choice, man. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I guess you would be my my bad girl, my bad woman. I don't know. I, I don't really know how the relationship. Selena Kyle. The there you go. Yeah. My Selena Kyle. There you go. My beautiful yeah, wife. Selena Kyle. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> she will not complain about that. Uh, but my beautiful wife, Kristen, um, say hello. Uh, she's here against her will, but she's here. So <laughs> <Hello. Kudos. laughs> blink twice if you need to be rescued. <laughs> And like I mentioned, uh, we have a special guest, uh, Sydney. You guys know her as Horror Chronicles all over TikTok, Instagram. I, I saw it's been blowing up as well. So uh, thanks again for joining us. And I'm excited to get into the little gore fest that we have all experienced. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad it's all fresh in our minds. Right. Yeah, it's I went to go watch it yesterday um, and I wanted to jump back in, but Kristen was against it. So <laughs> it was like like a theme park, right? I was let's go again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, uh, let's talk about initial reactions and, and we'll start with you, Sydney. Um, initial reaction coming out of the theater. How did you feel? I felt like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. Like I... The first Evil Dead is one of the handful of movies to ever like truly scare the shit out of me. Um, so I've always been a huge fan of this franchise. I love the 2013 version. Um, and I felt like this was just such a great addition to the franchise and just like a new take on it. Um, and I feel like it's opening up, opening it up for more to come. And personally, I just can't get enough Evil Dead. Um, I'm a sucker for gore. I love it. And this movie was just like, so bloody um i felt like my need for blood was satiated with this movie which doesn't happen <laughs> often because like i love it i can't get it enough so yeah i came out and i was i was blown away i absolutely loved it and i saw it yeah probably a few days ago and i definitely will be seeing it again in the theater 100 percent. um yeah to mention the the gore and the blood they use 6500 liters of blood in that movie so well not real blood at least as far as we know so right. um that's that's uh, admirable um uh, that's terrifier to levels so <laughs> um but yeah i agree um before i give you my take and daniel i'll, I'll put you on the bench too i want to hear about uh, Kristen's impression because she's actually only seen the first Evil Dead, the original, and that was as far as she made it before I dragged her to this. Um, I purposely avoided the 2013 uh, remake because she's not a gore fan, <laughs> and um, as you, I'm sure you can imagine how her um, perspective was watching this movie. So, um, Kristen, do you, do you want to treat this like a therapy session? Um, free of charge um, for the first session <laughs> well i mean like you said i've only seen the first one and that was only like a couple months ago um honestly my horror um movie watch list has grown exponentially mostly because of you because oh, my husband loves horror movies and he couldn't get them to watch he couldn't get me to watch them to save his life but like i started seeing your tiktoks and like the way that you explain the movies and like I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. I could watch that. And like slowly I've been getting into it. So I just recently watched the first one and um, watching it in 2023 
doesn't really hold up that well. Um, but I could see why, like, if I had watched it as a kid, I would have been scared shitless. Like, <laughs> um, but this one scared the absolute crap out of me. Like, um, the cheese grater scene alone, I couldn't even look at the screen. <laughs> I couldn't even look at the screen. I watched it between my hands and I just looked at his reaction for when he was done being horrified. And then I was like, okay, it's safe to look at the screen again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought it was a really good movie, honestly. Like, I loved the plot. I loved how, you know, they started out and then you kind of saw it come for full circle at the end with the people that it started out with in the cabin. Um, the mom will probably haunt my nightmares. I'm really glad that our door doesn't have a peephole because I don't think I'd be able to look through it anytime soon. <laughs> but I really, I liked it. It was scary and gross. And it's just, I feel like, I just, I just really liked the whole thing as a whole. I liked it. Yes, that that pretty much sums it up. Um, <laughs> but again, uh, yeah, Sydney, um, I'm sure you feel so proud that you converted her because this is uh, a Dis nerd, I guess is, is what they call them. Uh, nothing but Disney movies, children's movies. Yeah, so um, getting her to convert has been um, something that I've really benefited from. So again, thank you. Um, but before I bring it, yeah, of course, uh, before I bring it for full circle, um, Daniel, you have the freshest perspective on the film. So what do you got for me, bud? Oh, um, I mean, spoiler to and stuff, because I know we're going to spoil this uh, movie as we dive deeper into the conversation. Um, I don't know why I, I I cannot explain this, but I left the movie theater like. I think I'm going to listen to some Deftones and to some Slayer on the way home. I don't know why that was the impression <laughs> that it left on me. That's what I did after the movie. Um, but I thought uh, for having a modern take, um, I really thought it was very, very creative, especially with the uh, with the vinyls that we'll talk about later. Um, that was a good way to bring that back. And then uh, just the opening sequence, uh, really good callbacks um, and then some shot by shot comparisons to the original, which I really loved. So uh you know, I I only saw the preview once, didn't exactly know what I was getting myself into, but I was like, it's Evil Dead. Kind of have an idea, you know, Deadites, you know, the Book of the Dead. And, and yeah, I actually enjoyed it very, very well. Cringed a couple of times. I was just like, ooh, but yeah, ultimately it, it satisfied my horror cravings for uh, for a while. No, 100%. Um, and yeah, you guys kind of hit on, on everything for me as well. And to your point, Sydney, um, Evil Dead is probably one of those movies that I'll go in blindly. Um, I won't even think about it. I'll watch it, no matter how many they come out with. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that and Scream are probably the two franchises that <laughs> that have my complete blind faith, and they, they there could be no wrong. But even that being said, um, I I fully believe if I hadn't seen any Evil Dead before and I experienced this movie, I would become a fan. And yeah, like. To Kristen's point, she mentioned that um, it doesn't really hold up the original. And it's true. You got to have that nostalgia and that connection to it from growing up with the films. Um, but also like how they're kind of, you know, diverting from like the comedy horror to like going straight to like trying to make you shit your pants in the theaters. And I've worked yeah. in a movie theater. It happens. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I absolutely loved everything about it. It. It's one of those movies. I, I feel like it was the high I was chasing, like trying to watch Smile and, um, you know, all the Conjuring movies. I love them, but it, it's been the high I've been chasing since I saw the first one. 
And this one did it for me. Um, it, it it definitely scratched that itch. Not to sound like a crack addict or anything, but um, <laughs> it it was it was phenomenal. I was so like pleased and happy after I saw it. And yeah, for sure, I'm definitely gonna buy it. Um, as soon as it comes out, uh, I won't bootleg it because as as press, um, I have to stay away from that. But had to retire the fire stick. But yeah, 100. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was phenomenal. Um. I saw no wrong with it and the cheese grater. Yes, that <laughs> I'm not going to be, I'm going to be buying pre-grated cheese for a while. So I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Let somebody else deal with that. That was unnecessary. And that's, that's the one. <laughs> yeah that and uh i know we've seen it in evil dead 2 before but when she spit the eyeball out that was absolutely huh. disgusting and i did just gulped it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like my initial reaction would be to spit it back out but i mean whatever man <laughs> i don't think anybody knew the heimlich you know i think that's what happened there <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> concerned at that point yeah <laughs> um so let me ask you guys this. Um, if you had to, you don't have to rank them all, but if you had to put this in like, in, in, in what number would this one be in the entire franchise? If you had to rank them? For me, I think this would be three because the Evil Dead, because like, again, there's that nostalgia point and like that, just like true terror, like one of the first movies to ever truly terrify me. So there's the original Evil Dead and then... I put the 2013 Evil Dead like right underneath the original because I think it was just so well done. Um, and then I think this one is a strong three for me. I'm right there with you, actually. Yeah, that's how I would rank them as well. Uh, 2013 definitely had the creepness factor cranked up to 11. Um, and I remember wincing and cringing and just holding my ex's hand like for sheer terror during the 2013 one so much more than... Um, you know, getting a reaction out of me with the uh, 2023 one. So, yeah, I would r rank it the same way. Yeah, the 2013 um, uh, film definitely felt very unhinged and very violent uh, more than this one. This one was clever and definitely, um, I'm blanking on her name, um, um, the mom, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on her name. Um, but yeah, 100%. Um, she was phenomenal. The effects that they gave her, Jesus Christ, um, they did a phenomenal job with everybody. Um, the daughter, after she got infected, she was chewing on the glass. That Things like that just automatically <laughs> make me get goosebumps and like I, I feel it under my skin. I don't like it. And it feels like they just took everything out of everybody's nightmare and they're like, all right. <laughs> We're going to make a fucking movie out of this. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, I want to ask you guys. Um, I know Bruce Campbell, um, second movie, Bruce Campbell isn't in, in the Evil Dead franchise. Um, but um, there was an interview with Lee Cronin, um, the director of the film and writer. Yeah, writer and he did yeah. mention that there was a cameo with Bruce Campbell in it. Did you guys spot it? No. No. And now, where could that possibly have been? <laughs> so... Um, he was actually one of the voices in the first record, um, the oh. one that says it's called the evil book of the dead for a reason. Um, oh, you have to destroy shit. it. Something like that. I don't remember the exact yeah. line, but that was actually Bruce Campbell. And somebody asked, uh, well, obviously, this was 100 years ago. Um, this can't be Ash. And he said, not necessarily. 
Um, he has delved in time, time travel before through Army of Darkness. Yeah. So <laughs> he kind of left it open ended where he may very well let that be Ash speaking, not just Bruce Campbell. So I thought that was amazing. Uh, like news I could have ever heard. I love things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's East, the Easter egg of all Easter eggs. Um, something else I found out. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Um, so the building was called the Monday. Uh, or the Mondi, however you want to pronounce it, uh, which I thought was cool. Is it, is it turned out to be an anagram for demon, um, which I thought mm. was clever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, the only other um, Easter egg that I saw was the pizza box, which I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, Henrietta's Pizza um, is actually the name of the basement demon in Evil Dead 2. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but honestly, that Bruce Campbell cameo um, did it for me. That, that solidified that this yeah. movie was absolutely perfection uh sorry no go ahead (laughs) favorite like little homage was in that first scene so that opening scene which i thought just came out completely swinging like with the whole like scalp ripping part and everything i was like this movie is going to be fucking insane (laughs) what is happening (laughs) but i think one of my favorite parts and what got me immediately like invested in this movie was that scene where like the demon sitting on the bed and the girl is reading the book, and the demon starts like saying the words that are oh in the book. Oh my god! Yeah, like the throwback to the original 1901 Evil Dead, where she's levitating in the corner, like reading the card. Yes, um, like, and yeah, and that was fucking petrifying. That was the scene that did it. For yes, me. that was <laughs> dramatized me in my childhood. So seeing that, like initially, I was like. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when she ripped the scalp off i was like jesus christ i i haven't been i haven't been traumatized by a scalping scene like that since i saw bone tomahawk oh and yeah jesus christ <laughs> um that still has one of the most disturbing scenes i've ever seen um yeah. that i'm not even brave enough to show Kristen. um but jesus i heard yeah. you talk about it enough i don't even watch it but <laughs> <laughs> scalping scene the thing that that just threw me was that she came running down the dock later and i'm like i wouldn't be going anywhere if somebody just ripped half my head off (laughs) i was so amazed i was like this girl's a lot stronger than me because there ain't no way i'd be running down a dock with half my head off i'd be fucking weeping yeah (laughs) no shame (laughs) and then uh yeah um Something as simple as a drone. I absolutely have no want of owning a drone anymore. We were just looking at them <laughs> at Five Below the other day. And now I don't want one because I didn't know they could fuck up your face like that. Okay. Well, I love, you know, like how they use the drone because like that was one of the things in the original Evil Dead. Right. Like, the like, camera. Yes. And stuff. So I like how they did it, but then like obviously modernized it by making it a drone. So that was really cool to me too. Right, yeah, that and the whole tree branch um, substitute with the elevator, that that was absolutely yeah. the bones crushing and like the contortion of the limbs. I, I don't like it. <laughs> it it kind of triggers like the fears that I have with watching like The Ring or, um, yeah. you know, move. I can't remember what the last one was. It was actually one that you recommended about the shaman. Um, it was a foreign film. I can't remember. Um, but... It was one where they boiled the dog. That's the one thing I remember taking away from it. And I was like, Jesus, God, no. Yeah. 
do whatever you want to humans as as messed up as that sounds but leave the pets out of it (laughs) there was a scene in evil dead with a cat and i thought she was going to kill the cat and i was like i swear to god this cat died (laughs) i thought the same thing i was like no kitty no I know when when it started meowing and she looked up there, I was like, no, I was like, it's it's that's victim that's not locked in that door in the, in the room anymore. A bunch of kids. And I'm like, no, not the cat. Right. <laughs> Do what you want to the kids, but not the cat. <laughs> Main takeaway, fuck them kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so you know, we've talked we're talking about the the locale and all that. So um, what would you guys say? Um do you think movies like we saw this with Scream Six? You know, they they kind of took it to to a bigger city, a bigger locale, and now you know this this Evil Dead Rise kind of changed that up to. Um, do we kind of feel like you know longstanding franchises would benefit from like a change in locale? Yes and no. Um, we've referenced Scream a few times, so like talk about that. Like I wasn't sure how I I was gonna feel about the whole New York setting, and I actually really liked it. I think it really worked. Um, I think it works for Evil Dead too, because obviously like the whole, the cabin in the woods thing has been like Evil Dead kind of theme throughout the whole thing. But now mm-hmm. like we're breaking into a big city, which I think almost even makes it scarier because now it can like spread out over a bunch of people. Um, so I think it really depends on the franchise. I think it did work for Scream. I think it does work for Evil Dead. Um, hey, Jason went to Manhattan once and as bad as that movie is, I still enjoy it. So <laughs> I l- I love that yeah. scene where the guy is like trying to box him on the roof. <laughs> Incredible. And yeah, I mean, to your point, Jason's been to space too. So um, right. <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I've heard um, two sides of it. Uh, for me personally, um, with Evil Dead, it's always been about like the atmosphere and the effects for me uh, more so. Obviously, Ash is an iconic character, but... Um, that's always been like the captivating part for me. And Kristen mentioned that she liked the plot and and the characters. So um, I want to get everybody else's opinion, um, including your take, Kristen. Uh, what do you think is more important? And we'll start with Evil Dead and you guys can expand on other um, horror movies if you want. But what's more important to you, uh, plot and characters or the atmosphere and effect? That's a really tough one because I think like all are almost equally important. Like, something I love about Evil Dead, and, like, you know, Sam Raimi obviously didn't direct it, but you can tell he still had a hand in it because of the amount of practical effects that were done in this movie, Mm -hmm. which, that's why I still love, like, older horror movies, because I think that makes things, like, so genuine and so terrifying, whereas CGI is such an easy way out and kind of, like, shows the authenticity and the realness that there is. Um, So I love to see stuff like that, because bad CGI can literally ruin a movie completely. But at the same time, I think the plot and the characters is definitely the most important because if you don't have characters that you invest in, like you're not going to be nearly as like emotionally connected or affected by anything that happens. So I think like the buy-in for the characters is almost like the most important part of it. Like again, like we talked about Ash, like Ash is one of the most iconic horror movie characters of all time and like every movie we're rooting for him. So Evil Dead, the original trilogy at least, it's nothing without Ash. So I think it really has to do, I think that's the most important part, like the buy-in to the characters and kind of creating these like iconic characters that we have. Right. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. Um. Yeah, they probably feed into each other and that's probably like the formula right there. Um. And yeah, uh, practical effects, um, I'm a huge fan. And before I, I let everybody go, 
um, take their turn on this subject. Um, Krampus is one of my favorite Christmas movies and the practical oh effects in that are phenomenal. And I know Daniel's going to cringe for me bringing it up because I bring it up all the freaking time. Uh, but Velocipaster, <laughs> um, if you've never seen Velocipaster, um, you should definitely check it out because... If you look into the story of how that film came to be and and why he stays away from any CGI, it, it's it's genius and, and it's a, a love letter to George Romero. So um, I absolutely love it. it. It's ridiculous, but um, the use of practical effects in that is is perfect to a fault. I'll say. <laughs> so much fun. First of all, how dare you? Uh, you confuse me with Jesse. So fuck you. <laughs> You you like to piggyback on on bullying me about Velocipaster, and you guys still have to watch Santa Jaws, which I'm waiting to hear I your review on. I definitely bully you for Velocipaster. So, <laughs> so wait till the sequel I, comes out. Yeah, I'm a sucker for really stupid movies like that, like B horror movies. I just think it's so much fun. So I'm with you on the Velocipaster love. Yeah, that um, Santa Jaws. Um, I just saw Beaster <laughs> Bunny, which that one actually made me cringe a little bit, but. Uh, it was it was a season. <laughs> it was Easter. So. <laughs> um, but do, do you guys have anything to add on on that question, Daniel? Uh, so for me, uh, for most part, if I'm gonna go see a horror movie, I want to get kind of straightforward to the blood and gore. And if it's a zombie movie, I want to get at least some hint of what started the outbreak, and then the blood and gore, please. Uh, I go for horror movies, not for the acting. Uh, you know, I don't go for it for the acting. I go for the, you know, what's going to fuck me up, what's going to give me nightmares, what's going to make me just like, ooh, you know, that that sort of thing. So, uh, but I do, I'm with you all. I do really dig practical effects, uh, CGI. Really, if it's really, really badly done, it will take you out of the element. And I really prefer those practical effects uh, just to give it the nostalgia factor, give it more realistic factor than like, oh, you know, you can totally tell they green screened it, blue screened it, whatever, you know, to make that happen. So, yeah, it's my take. Right on. No, I definitely respect that. And um, I know. So I want your opinion, um, Kristen, on this, because you're newer to the genre. You're obviously not the biggest fan of horror. Um, so <laughs> what? I have my favorites. But. Yeah, of course. Um, but so what's your favorite? Let, let me ask you just out of curiosity. My favorite is always yeah. going to be Halloween. Right. Michael Myers is my favorite. I'm still I don't want to talk about the last movie, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready. Not a no, um, but I, I just I love Michael Myers. He's so creepy. That was always my fear growing up was like somebody standing outside your house watching you like I grew up in like you know suburban type houses and so like you see the creepy guy outside your window so like that the whole thing scared the crap out of me so I love but um yeah it's probably Halloween also you made me watch that movie Hush and it's still to this day scares the crap out of me like and I think that's where like environment is really important Hush is fucking great sorry go ahead it is it's so good and like you're just in this house and this girl like it, it it's just Ugh, terrifying too because that's like it's not supernatural that could happen to anybody mm -hmm. yeah anybody yes yes agree um so i don't know i guess um for me um 
plot and characters are really important for me because like I can I mean I feel like that goes more with video games than horror I guess but like I can play a video game that doesn't look the greatest as long as the story is interesting and like I like the characters and same with movies like it may not be the nicest looking movie but I'm invested because I care about what these characters are going through or like I care about what they're saying and what they're doing and what the the whole point of it is. So for me, plot is really important. Characters are really important. And these characters, God, I just was like, I was like, there's no way they're going to kill these children. (laughs) I was wrong. (laughs) No, they did not. No. The kids are going to be safe. It's just going to be the adults. And then I'm like, nope, the kids are dead. Everybody's Mm -hmm. dead. Teenagers are dead. Yeah. The thing like, too with plot that I loved about this movie was that it was very straightforward. Like, yeah. I feel like horror movies nowadays, especially like this elevated horror shit that like I'm not a fan of. They try to complicate things so much, whereas this was just direct. So you weren't sitting there trying to like decipher any symbolism or anything like that. It was straight uh-huh. to the point, and it made it more effective for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah it was like, hey, this is what happened. They found the book, and I'm not you know. like. I'm not really the biggest fan of gore. Like, I can't really, I just, something about it just literally can't do it. But um, I got through it in this because, like, of everything else that was going on. Like, trying to figure out what else is on these vinyls. Like, is there a way to stop it? Like, um, and then I start feeling bad for this kid because, like, his family died because he couldn't leave shit alone. Like, (laughs) um, so, yeah, I guess just, like, I can get through the gory stuff because there's other things going on but like when it's a movie for gore's sake i can't really watch it (laughs) i know that's like thomas likes that kind of stuff and like that's fine if that's what you're into but like i can't stomach it (laughs) um (laughs) so if it's going to be gory i at least got to know what's going on and there's got to be a point (laughs) yeah so i have a round table question oh go ahead go for it Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, yeah, I kind of, uh, I called this smart gore um, because it wasn't just mindless. It, everything felt like it had a point. So, um, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. And, and yeah, it's it's definitely a, a different palette um, that, that you kind of dive into. And the whole elevated horror thing, man, I'm with you there. Um, I forgot what it was called. It was the one with, um, I already forgot. Hereditary, Midsummer. like I'm it thinking was the that one director. The one with the Airbnb. Um, Oh, there's yeah. parts barbarian there's parts yeah, that i really barbarian. loved and then there was parts where i was like this is just too complicated <laughs> for me man you're making me yeah. think too much <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah uh what's that round table question daniel what do you got so for round us? round table question for you guys so uh big fan of the walking dead uh tv show read the comic series so in the comic book uh horror did exist but nobody there was no so zombies didn't exist so in this uh in this universe uh evil dead would you say like horror movies did not exist at one point because everybody didn't really know what to exactly do i mean they kind of went with the whole religion one uh uh, religion parts at this movie like you know we have all the priests so do you think like they don't have a concept of how to really deal with horror like they didn't want to deal with like horror movie tropes uh, like realistically like in that situation is what i'm trying to say i mean i have a tough time with movies especially like evil dead where anybody who willingly would like read from that book has any concept of horror movies at all <laughs> you know? it, that's freaking the same <laughs> yeah 
like that's the whole thing with Evil Dead. Like I actually rewatched the 2013 version the other day too, and I'm like, this book is bound in fucking like barbed wire and is written in blood saying do not read from this book and you still read from the fucking book like have you never watched a movie or do you just have no common sense so i and it was the same thing with this one like this kid like you see all these things pointing away from taking this book and you still take the book so yeah i have a hard time believing that horror anything exists in this world because you know anybody with common sense would be like yeah i know how this ends i probably shouldn't do that yeah just put it back away <laughs> movie and you know credits <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the key common sense doesn't exist in in those worlds <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um you know the blood seeping into the the cover of the book and them being scared shitless and then the next thought is to hey let me play these fucking creepy records that came with this book yeah, no. <laughs> I I can't imagine any scenario where I would have that thought process. No, I mean, pulling the book out and being, you know, attacked by bugs would have been enough for me. I'd be like, bye. Yeah. So, <laughs> or the fact that it's in this room surrounded by all these rosary beads and in a tomb. I'm right. good. I'm gonna that's what got me. And then like the hanging Jesus uh, was a actually a pretty good jump scare. You know, it didn't get me, but I was like, oh, shit. OK, that's what was making that creepy noise. Whatever. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, something's afoot in these universes. Um, but something I was going to ask, I'm forgetting. Isn't that great? What a terrible <laughs> host. All right. Um, I was gonna something you mentioned to me, Daniel. Um, is that you didn't like the little um when the family members combine into one little giant creature. Um, what exactly bothered you about it? Uh, I wanted I, to pick your brain about that. So at this point, I just felt like okay, we have a really good concept we have a good idea for the movie and it's just that they probably had a different idea and then the studio kind of maybe you know dipped their hand in there like with a lot of movies happen like when you hear the original story after directors or writers actually talk about the original idea and I, at this point either they ran out of money and like where to go from here or it was a lazy like okay we only have about an hour and a half of a movie so let's end it here and that that just felt very lazy to me, but the ending was so, so very satisfying. Um, but yeah, that I just I didn't think it was very original. That That's my take on it. No, right on. Respectful. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I hadn't put too much thought into the actual creature. Um, the way I took it is this was, um, I believe, one of the three Necronomicons that get mentioned in Army of Darkness, um, which I believe all of them have different scriptures in them. Or, or what you call it um but you are correct um that's the way i took it I, I didn't really put too much thought into the creature itself um but yeah i can i can kind of see um where your idea uh, or where your feelings come from um the one thing that i would say is they did shoot the movie in chronological order as well so um they kind of threw the wood chipper um foreshadowing into it because kristen mentioned it She's like, oh, look, a giant wood chipper. That's not there for no reason. <laughs> and I was like, well, but you're probably right. And yeah, for sure. And they uh, zoomed into it, too. Yeah. <laughs> chipper, you already know somebody. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe not the most creative um, creature. Uh, we see it a lot. It's very Silent Hill-ish in my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It, it was definitely a, a nice, chunky uh, chunk of meat to throw into the wood chipper for dramatic effects so yeah. maybe that's where the th their thought process was 
Um, but what, if I can pique your creative part of your mind, uh, what would you like to have seen? Well, it's always been that they get stronger, power, more powerful, or they start possessing other things to eventually try to kill you. Uh, I mean, you're in a fucking car garage. You're not going to possess a car. I mean, even though it does happen in the video game. <laughs> um, I would just would I've liked to see something a little bit more creative. Um, maybe if um, maybe the mom got a little bit beefier and more literally more aggressive and just tried or you found out that, oh, no, like this whole apartment building wasn't the only thing affected, like a neighboring block, you know, was surrounded. And so you're like, oh, shit, really got to find a way out of here. More deadites come your way. Something along those lines. Um, and <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like the invitation style, you know, they, they look over and there's little candles lit all over the neighborhood and they're like oh shit <laughs> it's not just us <laughs> yeah um yeah you know um i mean i'll be honest um i didn't really see that coming i i guess if if where my thought process was going whereas all of them were waking up they were all chasing them i kind of saw like a final fight with like a horde of them um just kicking all their asses into the wood chipper but i guess that that kind of dives into like a survival horror game this isn't resident evil 4 so <laughs> but it would also go <laughs> You can't just dropkick everybody into a wood chipper. So. <laughs> right. But it goes like, and here's my boomstick all over again, you know, bring Army of Darkness again, chainsaw, massacre, everybody. <laughs> so we can't have that either. They did yeah, drop the I, come get some. Yes, I, yeah. which I loved. I love that too. I think the creature was a little bit corny, but I would have been more upset about it if I wasn't familiar with how outrageous Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness are. Yeah. And like, that's that that made me think of it because walking out of the theater i did hear like this group of people being like oh some of those lines are so corny like why would they write such corny lines i mean, <laughs> have never seen evil the two or army of darkness because <laughs> like this is kind of the mo so i think they are like trying to get away from the horror comedy aspect but they're still leaving in some of those like cheesy parts that kind of make evil dead the franchise that everybody knows and loves so i i wasn't entirely mad about it i did think it was a little bit corny but yeah, I think that was fan service for us um, yeah. that have been sticking with the franchise for a long time. I mean, uh, it, we've been saying groovy for years now, even though groovy. it's an outdated phrase, <laughs> but never for us. <laughs> um, but before we uh, before we go move on to other topics, um, because we do want to talk about Sydney and the stuff you have going on. So um, I know you had a, a rating scale prepared for us, right, Daniel? Yes. And actually, I want to uh, reference one more callback before you go into that. Um, I loved uh, when Beth goes back into the garage and just running full sprint to save uh, Cass or Cassie. Um, and she's all full of blood. That's a reference to Evil Dead 2 when Ash is like fully deranged and is just running through the cabin. So they have the camera just facing her and just running towards full sprint. I I love that. That love brought that. me back. So I feel like I need to watch all of these in a row now just to like, because I'm sure there's so many more things that we missed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just binge them all and then just run straight to the theater and watch it. Everything <laughs> <fresh>. <laughs> I'll probably try to catch it before it leaves theaters again. I, I give like a, at least a month and a half, maybe two months before right. they take it out. But uh, typically on our podcast, uh, it's called Dead Rooster. 
uh, because we talk about horror movies and, you know, witchcraft and shit. They sacrifice animals. Roosters as one of the movies that we watch that they sacrificed. Uh, but we're just trying to pay a little bit of a homage to uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. So instead of our how many dead roosters from one to ten would you give this movie? How many groovies would you give this movie? I gave this movie a nine out of ten. Nine groovies for me. Whereas the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2013 are both 10 out of 10. Um, I gave this one a 9 out of 10. Right on. I respect that. It's it's definitely um, worthy of 9 out of 10. I'm going to give it 9.5 groovies. Kristen? Um, I don't know. I'd probably give it like an 8. But that's just because I'm not really like a Evil Dead stan. <laughs> um, I mean, it scared me. It was good. But yeah, I would say 8. There's no wrong answers. Yeah. yeah. And... Well, I, I guess I'm not that harsh. I I actually give it 8.5 groovies out of out of 10. So right on, it's a nice little smorgasbord. Yeah, so I think it averages out to about nine out of 10 groovies. So that's still pretty solid. So go watch it. 100. <laughs> percent Um, watch it in theaters because it definitely amps up the experience. Um, but if you want to watch that's it at home, perfect. yeah. Um, there's no wrong place to watch this movie. It's phenomenal. Um, but speaking of phenomenal movies, um, this is something that we've already backed. I'm sure maybe I'll leave it up to you if you're going to let other people watch this um, that didn't support <laughs> you on Kickstarter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have Don't Trip, a horror comedy um, that you produced. So um, first of all, um, for those of you living under a rock that aren't familiar with the Horror Chronicles, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and how we got to where you are today? Yeah, so it's funny because it was a complete accident. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I always joke and I say I've been watching horror movies since I came out of the womb, but it's like kind of legit. Um, <laughs> I just grew up with it. Like my parents always loved it, so it was just always a very normal thing to me. And I didn't find out until like kind of later in life that you know normal kids don't watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they're four years old. <laughs> so that was like a shock. Um, but it's just something that I've always loved and I've always been very passionate about and um probably about a year and a half ago one of my friends was like all you do is watch horror movies none of my friends really are into it so they're like no you have nobody to talk to like put shit on tiktok like make a tiktok do something and I was like yeah well we'll see and I did and within a month I had like 60,000 followers just completely took off. I have no idea how. I always joke that I accidentally became an influencer because I literally just did this <laughs> for fun. And now I have like 260 something thousand followers and I've done deals with like Paramount and Warner Brothers and like I get all these PR packages in the mail all the time. Like it's just a wild, crazy thing that I still have not wrapped my head around. Um, so that's how I got here. <laughs> completely by accident hey it's amazing and honestly it's like it, it sounds like it was around the pandemic when tiktok was like a gold mine so uh serendipity yeah, <laughs> yeah and I quickly discovered that like if you have a niche like tiktok is where you'll, you'll find your people <laughs> like the horror community on tiktok is so huge so there's something yeah. for everybody else yeah i know kristen um i mean she discovered you she's really into book talk and all that crazy stuff. I love finding recipes on there. I don't spend much time on TikTok. It's yeah. just overwhelming for me. But um, my wife, uh, well, Kristen, I don't, I'm used to calling her mom. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, 
she sends me recipes and she'll send me the TikToks. That's kind of like my exposure to it, whatever she thinks, yeah. filtered viewing, um, whatever she approves of. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I've, I've come up with some some good some good dishes out of there. But yeah, 100 um, percent. I really loved um, how much you love horror. And it's such a, you know, I feel like a lot of people these days have like an opinion with like their nose up in the air of you know, it's either my my opinion is what's right. And if you like this, then you're wrong. And that's not how it is. And that's kind of like the the spirit of Geek Network too, is, you know, we got tired of all the crap we were hearing and seeing from other people online, telling people that they couldn't like what they like because they're losers or whatever. And yeah. so we started a social media page and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And now it's this, this thing that yeah. <laughs> I never expected to to be running um, but yeah, it's amazing. And, and yeah, and I really appreciate your, the spirit that you bring to, to the community. So, um, thank you. Um, it's really awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, the community at like, is really the most welcoming community because like, I feel like we're usually the outcasts, like we're the weirdos. So we're always willing to welcome people. But then of course you have those people that always have to bring it down and give them just like, give us a negative view, negative light. Um, but true horror fans are not like that. <laughs> right and as a comic book fan um that's another um community that's phenomenal i, I preach it all the time that everybody there's there's going to be people here and there obviously everywhere but um the the bulk of it is even the creators i i love how yeah. interactive they are with everybody and daniel gets the to sweethearts. talk to them all the time and yeah. he he's always <laughs> gushing after even when there's somebody he's never talked to or heard of um, the conversations he has with them it's it's pretty awesome um but that that leads us to where you are now um so don't trip a horror comedy that that you are producing how how did that happen another thing like i it's the craziest thing i got an email from um alex Kugelman, the writer and director and he said hey um i'm producing i'm writing and directing this horror comedy i'd love to get you involved i want to send you this script so he sent me the script i read it absolutely fell in love with it. it i think this is so creative and so fun and so different um and i was like hell yeah i'm bored absolutely like you asked me to produce a movie like i don't who am i um but that's kind of that's how that started um and then we started the kickstarter campaign and that gained just a ton of traction like we almost like doubled what we were asking for um everybody was incredibly supportive we got together like Alex called it like kind of like the Marvel like superheroes of like TikTok creators, just a bunch of different like horror <laughs> creators, movie creators that kind of like banded together um, to help get the funding for this movie, and we succeeded. So the movie has officially been greenlit. Um, Congratulations! You're in the casting process currently, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm very excited about it. It's it's very it's different, very different. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> um somebody i'll i will shout out josh rubin um somebody you should definitely cast in this movie because not only does it seem like something he he would have come up with that is crazy mind um but he's phenomenal uh, in everything that he, he does is. um he just he just wrote a a graphic novel his his debut and it looks like daniel's still scarred by it but <laughs> um i thought it was great but then again I, i'm not normal so <laughs> um really but yeah you know um yeah definitely um 
happy for you. I mean, that's that's awesome. That's it's like a bucket news. list item. Like, <laughs> how often do you get to say that? But, um, you know, <laughs> what what would you say is the the timetable on it? Like, when do you guys expect you know your your backers to start seeing? The as movie far as shooting is supposed to, or they're aiming to shoot in the summer, um, this coming summer in LA. So we'd be moving pretty fast, we hope. Looking <laughs> good, looking good. So we're very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, anything else you guys have? Um, Daniel, Kristen, about the movie, about Sydney, uh, any other horror movie? <laughs> no, um, it's just been awesome to talk to you. Um, I've been following you on TikTok for a while. I love your your rankings and your lists. I send them to Thomas all the time, and we always end up on the weekend binging a couple. Or um, I'll, I'll see something that you you know talk about, and then I go to him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I love that movie. We can watch it." And I'm like, "Oh, you've seen it? Of course you've seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it, but of course you have." Um, so yeah, it's just been really awesome talking to you. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about this movie thank you happy to be here i I will give yeah awesome i'm glad to hear it that's that's always my biggest fear is like just keeping somebody here for an hour against their will and they're like shit this (laughs) is so boring (laughs) (laughs) like like-minded individuals i'm happy awesome (laughs) um i will give you props Kristen. um don't forget that you are the one that introduced me to winchester um which i absolutely adore Speaking of uh, good narrative horror movies, if you haven't seen it, check that out. Um, but yeah, um, before we do let you go, um, there is actually one special request. Um, I, I did put out uh, a little nudge to see if anybody had any questions for you. And actually, a good friend of mine, Chris Daly, um, who wanted to be here, um, he he works with us at Geek Network. Um, his wife is a big fan, and he wanted to know if she could get a shout out. Um, so you have the option of Shouting out Alicia or Mrs. Viking Wizard Daddy, dealer's choice. Here for me to remember. So hi, Alicia. Best. So weird and so funny. <laughs> that came directly that. from him, so I do not have anything to do with. Very happy with yeah (laughs) in his defense he he does have he has the beard and the body of a viking so yes he does (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah um before um we let you go um where can people find you for those that haven't found you already um if you haven't found me you're a loser just kidding um (laughs) stop listening right now because you're a dead eye if you're not listening or following (laughs) (laughs) um no horror chronicles on tiktok and on instagram under horror underscore chronicles you'll find me um just talking into my phone about horror movies all the time and people just seem to listen to me so yeah and i've seen that you're much more active on instagram too so i'm sure that's where all those pr packages start seeing light right (laughs) gosh i don't like it's just the weirdest thing like i'll just show up and i have like three packages in my front step and i'm like what's the where is all this and then i'm like oh right like two months ago they emailed me about sending me something so it's just right and it's a it's humbling because like honestly i think the coolest one i've gotten honestly was when from was coming out on epics and they sent us a a package with like a lunchbox and like the little stone from the show and then they sent us a a bottle of whiskey 
with like Ooh. actual mint and like and the recipe to make the drink and like all the mix mixes and everything and it was just like such a thoughtful box like uh, like we get po- like we'll get posters and we'll get copies of the like graphic novels and stuff but that one like there was some tlc in that one and it was probably one of the coolest ones that we've gotten I got one for this movie, actually. Um, I got one from Warner Brothers for Evil Dead Rise. And I actually have it in the corner near my TV because they sent it in a giant box that is just a giant Necronomicon. Oh, my oh, God. That's that is awesome. so cool. Thing ever. And I'm like, I'm never throwing this box away. Like, I'm going to display this. And it was it's probably the coolest PR package I've gotten. It was incredibly creative. Um, so that was my favorite one. And the movie yeah. did not. Oh. Is that where you got the sweater from? Yeah, the Evil Dead Rise. I was wondering, yeah, because I was looking for something to wear to the movie, and I was like, I couldn't find anything. I ended up finding like this cool Necronomicon T-shirt, but um, (laughs) I was like, man, that that sweater slaps. (laughs) Yeah, so So obviously I had to wear it to the to the movie. So right, show off the swag. Right. I was like, like, Warner Brothers sent me. Sorry. Warner and his brothers yeah, <laughs> sent right. it this way. <laughs> what are you wearing today? Oh, I'm wearing Warner Bros. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, no, it, honestly, it's, it's been a blast talking to you. I honestly hope we can do this again. But yeah, everybody, make sure you follow Sydney. And if you didn't back, don't trip, then don't trip because I'm sure it'll be available somewhere else. <laughs> um, but uh, a couple of last things before I let you go. Um, Ghostface can't kill you if you don't answer the phone. And um, don't be mean to mommy because she'll kill you. Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, for us, oh, forgot about us. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, you can find us at geek-network.com. Um, anywhere on social media, we're at geeksaz. That includes YouTube. Uh, the podcasts are available anywhere you listen to podcasts, including YouTube. And that's about it. Anything else that I missed, Daniel? Uh, so, no. Um, uh, Kristen, uh, Jackie, if you want to hand out your socials, uh, we totally can. Oh, 100%. Um, well, I'm Jackie Daytona from Tucson. So, Jackie Daytona HB all across the board, anywhere on your, social media. Your human bartender. Yep, my human bartender social media tag. <laughs> Kristen? Oh, right. Um, well, I'm on Instagram and TikTok as Kukris, K-U-H-K-R-I-S. And then uh, I am across all handles, uh, Super Call Me Daniel. Um, also, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, we're outcast as well. Uh, we typically dig the horror and comic book community. Don't don't hate us. Promise. We're big, cuddly teddy bears. We all just want hugs. I promise. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> as always, thanks everybody, and remember, geek responsibly. Come ahead and join me.